Well, today in the memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows, we have the, the famous text from St. Luke where Simeon, as Our Lady is holding the baby Jesus in her arms, says to her, a sword will pierce your soul as well. Meaning when Christ goes through his passion, and we think of not the sword, I guess, but the spear that pierced Christ's side and the sacred heart of Christ being pierced by that uh, spear in a deep, profound way, his blessed mother was destined to participate in that, that whole transaction as a symbol of her, her broader participation in his passion. I think of a, a few things, a few points that can be made, reflection and application for our lives, practically speaking, as Christians. First is to always remember what the main purpose of our existence is. Why did God create us? Why did he create the world in general? And then why did he create us in particular? First and foremost, he created everything that exists for his own glory. For his own glory. So that the created world, the material world, would reflect God's glory. Very important to understand that God's perfections, and his excellence, uh, it cannot be exhausted. God could have created this universe uh, a million times over, and the universe would not even come close to reflecting God's perfections and his beauty, his holiness, his goodness, and his excellence. Um, but nonetheless, he, he did it. He, that's what he created the world for. Uh, is to reflect his goodness, even though it's 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 an imperfect reflection, uh, it's an imperfect expression of his glory. That is why he created it. But more important, though, than just the material world, are human beings, angels as well, because the key is the spiritual and immaterial reality of the mind. And so, because angels are their spiritual beings, their minds, okay? And so we are as well. We're able to go a step above and beyond the kind of glory that the material world gives to God. What we can do is we can be aware that the material world reflects God's glory. So it's that conscious knowledge of God's glory reflected in the created universe that gives God all the more glory to a much higher level, a much higher order. And so if God had created the world and he didn't create intelligent beings, in a certain sense, you know, he, his glory wouldn't be reflected because there wouldn't be anybody to appreciate it. So the actual recognition of God's glory is the purpose for why he created the world. This is the very first thing that we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What we're saying when we say hallowed be thy name is we're saying, you know, we don't add to God's holiness because it's, it's, uh, it's perfect. It can't be um, increased. But what we're praying is that human beings would recognize that God is holy. So may your name be sanctified throughout the world. What we mean by that is, you know, we can't sanctify God's name, meaning we can't increase his holiness, but what we can do is simply recognize his holiness. 
So it's the recognition that is what, that really matters. Okay, uh, this is what it is to glor- to have been created for the glory of God is to recognize and to acknowledge and to know His glory. So essentially, what we exist for is to appreciate and to honor and to give glory to God in a cognizant uh, recognition. And so the greatest tragedy is when people move through life and they don't give glory to God. They don't recognize his goodness. They don't appreciate what he has done. And for every Christian, it should literally break our hearts it should be something, now it isn't because we're not as holy as the Blessed Virgin Mary, <laughs> but it should be something that should bring us to tears on a daily basis. That there are multitudes upon multitudes of human beings who live their lives on this earth without acknowledging God, without honoring Him, without appreciating what He did. Uh, me personally, I could say I'm not, I'm not a very holy person, but the one thing I do have an appreciation for and something that always completely baffles me, and I'm just astounded by it, is that Jesus is such an incredibly interesting person. How can you live your whole life without wondering who this guy is? Is he really who he said he was? How can you go through life without... it's? He's a titan. He overshadows all of human history for the past 2,000 years. Read the Gospels. There's no man who spoke like this. (laughs) So I'm always totally baffled. You know, haven't you ever considered like who Jesus is and what he's all about? Eh, I don't know. Who knows? Oh, we can't know anything about it. Whatever. (laughs) Always like, that's crazy. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. So that, that's one little corner on the the kingdom of God that I do have a personal appreciation for. I'm always baffled about people not wondering about... I mean, we should be obsessed with this guy because he's, he sticks out. He's so different from anybody else in history. But in general, if we were as holy as the Blessed Virgin Mary, we would be brought to tears every day. It would be a source of the piercing of our hearts that people are not recognizing Jesus, not recognizing God, not giving God honor and glory. God's honor should be the number one motive of our life. And that people can go so far as to even take his name in vain, you know, just like it doesn't mean anything. It's so sad. And see, that's where the Blessed Virgin Mary, her sensitivity comes in. She got it. She appreciated why human beings were created, why intelligent beings, angels and men, were were created. And for her to stand there and to watch not only Jesus not be acknowledged as king of angels and king of the universe and creator of the universe, but to actually be spat upon and whipped. And then someone just said, oh, I wonder if he's dead or not. Let me just put the spear through his side. As if he's a piece of trash. You know? Like an animal or something. Just making sure he's dead. Let's put the, the, the lance in his side. That kind of grief that that brought about in her heart 
it's a martyrdom for her. And because she's so holy, because she is the Immaculate One, she can see clearly. Her, The eyes of her mind are not clouded by sin and by the passions that sway us and, and obscure our vision of God's purpose and plan for the universe. And so she sees so clearly, she's so incredibly in tune with how things should be that she is able to feel the pain and the tragedy of how far things are from how they should be. Uh, what, a, what an awesome example for us. And so today as we commemorate Our Lady of Sorrows, we remember time and time again, because we're sinful and we're forgetful, we remember time and time again, we remind ourselves why we were created is to recognize God's holiness and his glory and thereby to be a source of giving God glory and uh, how far away we are, each one of us. Uh, And so, you know, may God grant us that same sorrow. Sorrow is not always a bad thing. You know, sorrow gets a bad rap sometimes, you know. Sorrow is not always a bad thing. Sorrow, if it springs from that recognition of where we should be as to where we are, that's a, that's a good thing. And by God's grace, that gap can be closed at least a little bit. It may be so through the prayers of Mary.